0: So, here we are. Here we are. It is Advent. It's Advent. That's what we call this time of year. Is anyone excited? Is get excited? One or two. One or two. A little bit. But, who's who's, who's, who's got their Advent calendar? Who's who's, got their Advent calendar? It doesn't matter who old you are. Yeah, I see a few hands coming up. That's great. And have got all sorts of fancy ones now, wouldn't you? All sorts of fancy Advent calendars. When I was a boy, many moons ago, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was it was like a picture, wasn't it? Yeah. You just got a picture. It was no sweeties or anything, just a big picture, and you were excited about that. I tell you what, you were excited about that picture, every day waking up, seeing what it is. What's the star? What's the shepherds? Amazing. You kids these days. You know, you get Lego ones, you get you get jam ones, I've seen jam ones and sweetie ones and You get the Iron Brew one, you know, there's 24 cans of Iron Brew, it's got the numbers written on it, the shab And you've got the, what else have you got? You've got... tea um, tea Teabags, yeah, tea bags. candles I've seen some really expensive ones, but jewellery in it, jewellery in it One was, I I kid you not, one was £20,000 One was £20,000, which actually made me feel a bit unwell And it said, it said on it, but free delivery (laughs) Thanks very much Twenty really grand. And then another house we've got um, the the dog, we've got a dog this year, we've got a dog over this summer, and the dog's getting advanced kind of calendar. Yeah. 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 I've not even got that. Apparently it was reduced, Terry told me, so that was okay, that means it's okay. The dog gets better treatment than me in, in, oh. in my house like, and I was I was gearing for that. I was gearing for that moment. Mm. But the word I think, it, it means coming, it means arrival and and Advent starts four, four Sundays before Christmas, and it ends on Christmas Eve. And so last Sunday was actually the first Sunday in Advent, and, and so this is the second. And and so Advent, it's it's a countdown isn't it? That's the whole purpose of our Advent. And we're counting down towards Christmas Day, where we celebrate the coming or the arrival of Jesus of Jesus two thousand and a bit years ago. The arrival of Jesus. It's this pivotal moment in history does not it and in fact it's so pivotal that we we divide history up into two periods we we'll have got bc before christ we will be a.d and domini which means in the year of our lord such is the significance of this event that we're looking forward to that it's almost sort like of chopped history into two halves or well, not halves but two, two chunks the before jesus chunk and the after jesus chunk so that really makes you think doesn't it when you think about it Jesus is, is sort of immersed in our culture without us even maybe even appreciating it sometimes when we think of these things. So we get it. it's this period of anticipation, isn't it? We're anticipating something, we're waiting for something, we're longing for things, and we're looking out for it. We're looking out for it at this time of year, waiting for it to arrive. And so in Harvest, over the next three weeks, we're looking at this theme of joy. And part of Part of joy, something that gives us joy, is when you, you long for something and that thing is fulfilled, isn't it? You're longing for something, you're waiting for something, and that thing is fulfilled. And, and you maybe have to wait a long time for it, and then one day it happens or it arrives. And there's all sorts of different ways that we, we long for things, or we look forward to things, or we're waiting for things that could be, wait for your exam results. You know, are you going to get the results you need to get into college or in the uni? or maybe staring back at a job that you've always wanted. In a different way, it could be, you're waiting for, for tests to come back from a hospital and the test results come back in their clear There's a, a joy in that. Or a loved one, a loved one comes home, they've been overseas, they've been abroad for a long time and you're waiting for them to come back. And it's that sense of joy. As you know, you see that at the airport. If you ever stand at the airport, don't you? You just see scenes of joy, of families being reconciled with each other. It's, it's a really lovely moment or a baby's born a baby's born a couple they've been trying to conceive for years and years and finally finally they have a baby and there's joy in that and even joy in reconciliation isn't there you know something a situation's happened and, and a relationship's broken down but there's joy when that this that moment of reconciliation isn't there so we're going to take a wee bit of a look eh, this morning at this these aspects of of longing and fulfillment as part of our journey towards the joy of christmas and we're going to look a wee bit of a story of a man called Simeon, who has a place in the events around jesus birth and we don't really seem to hear about Simeon when we're talking about jesus birth and i think he's kind of been missed out from the nativity story i actually think there's a couple of missing characters from the nativity because it's Simeon and anna they don't really get mentioned you know you could hear nativity play and i don't know if they're on this year he used to go and see the boys, and you'd be pitching up, and you'd be doing your nativity, and you'd have Mary and Joseph, and you'd have Jesus, and you'd have your angels, and your shepherds with the tea which I think is a traditional dress that they, they wear, and sheep people dress in sheep and cows, and somebody's these a giant star kind of waddling about. And and you could be a wise men as well, your your royal astrologers pitching up with their gold frankincense, and what and, and all that. But there's no Simeon and there's no Anna either. Now, Simeon actually turns up a few days, maybe about 40 days actually, it's a wee while after Jesus' birth. But, but, he turns up well in advance of the wise men. Okay, so this is my argument, the wise men get to be part of it. But Simeon doesn't get to be part of it, neither does Anna. So he, he actually, now I don't want to ruin anything for you, but actually the record could be maybe a year, maybe even two years before the wise men picture. up. Did you know that? Don't let me ruin stop ruining Christmas, Stop ruining our Christmas with your revelations. Um, but really, the nativity scene, St. Francis of Assisi, it was him that came up with it, and he wanted people to have like a live view. He wanted people to really, it was done as an act of worship. You know, he wanted people to come and see and actually picture what it was like, the scene at Christmas, and how all these characters would come to worship. And that was a hard it. that was a hard it. Anyway, my argument is, that given that this chap, Simeon, pitched up before the wise men. He deserves to be in it, and that's why and, and, and if, we, if, if not got nothing to talk about today so we're just going to squeeze them in anyway. so let's read let's read what the bible tells us about this man's sin and how he was caught up in the events around jesus birth and it's in the book of the bible called luke and it's in chapter 2 and it's verses 22 sorry 25 to 35 or a drink of water in case you're looking that up on your phone or in your bible look to 25 to 35 so it says, at that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the Lord acquired, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Wow, what a moment, what a moment to have been there. And we're gonna look at three things. Three lessons, three things that we can learn from Simeon's encounter with Jesus. And the first thing is this, that our longings, our longings reveal our heart. Now the dictionary, the dictionary tells us what a longing is, it's not a word we use a lot, but it's a feeling of wanting something or someone very much. It's a strong desire for something perhaps something that feels or seems unattain- unattainable or even a bit distant uh, and we use other words like yearning or craving or an ache and i think we've all at different times all longed for things and i think as well i think as well at this time of year there's something about christmas then the build up to christmas that stirs longings in us you know I, I don't know if you love do you love a good christmas movie who, who loves a good christmas movie? Loads of them about. All the cheesy ones, all the Walmart Channel ones. But um, my dad's been watching them since October. I kid you not, he watches three a day. And uh, I'm not even joking. And uh, So they often take this, But these, these movies, there's something about them. And I think there's something that reveals our longings. Is this world where everything is happily ever after, isn't there? There's a world where people find romance, they find love, they find forgiveness and peace and reconciliation with each other and and it's a world of of redemption isn't it where the the dark sort of characters like Ebenezer of scrooge have this sort of transformation and come good and find redemption there's joy there's celebration and and as the snow falls and as, as the camera pans out and as the carol singers sing we're caught up in this sort of longing I uh, and it's almost like a relief from the things that may be going on round about us, you know, in, in day-to-day life. And, and I think deep down this part is part what's to long to be in that world, that Christmas movie world. And, and when I think about that, I think there's something about that longing that reveals something in our hearts. And I believe that in each of us, in each one of us deep down, we, we know, we know that this world that we live in it's not quite the way it should be, doesn't it? And the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us that it says that something better was intended. You know, the, the world was supposed to be a world without death, a world without hurt, a world without pain. We're be really taken back to the Garden of Eden at the beginning of our existence, when there was no shame, there was no guilt, no death, and we had man and woman walking in friendship closeness with god and this was a friendship that we know was damaged and broken when we we decided to go our own way we decided that we knew best and we were going to do things eh, the way that we wanted to do and we see spilled out eh, just throughout history and throughout our own lives just the effects of that the way we, you know people hurt each other and the way wars are fought and different things in society we see the effects of that and and, eh, and god is aware of that god is aware of that too and God has experienced that in person when Jesus came, and we might know one of the shortest verses in the Bible, it's two words and it's fairly well known, is Jesus wept. That's one of the shortest verses in the Bible, the shortest sentences in the Bible and it's when Jesus goes to see his friends, Mary and Martha and their brother, Lazarus, has died and he was a close friend of Jesus too and as Jesus enters that situation, He sees the people mourning, he sees people weeping, and he cries too. But the Bible tells us that there are other emotions that work in that situation within Jesus, and it says that he was deeply moved and sped and troubled. And and it's actually, when you look a bit deeper in, in the world, it's this sense of indignance, almost a sense of anger within Jesus. One writer says it's resentment against the ravages of death that had entered the human world because of sin. So this world, and I think we would all agree, it doesn't feel like it's what it's made to be. And deep down, I think we all know that, and we're, something within us is longing for something better. Something within us is longing for something better. And this man, Simeon, who we're looking at, had a longing too. In the passage we read, it says that he was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. So what does that mean? Why was he eagerly waiting? Well, for hundreds of years, hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus was born, God's people had been waiting for this promised Saviour to rescue them from what they thought was the hand of the oppressor. So those things, the Romans were in charge and people were really you know, looking forward to this Messiah to come and rescue them and become their king and sort of take over again. And there's promises about this coming Messiah all the way through the bible if you read the first part of the bible the old testament there's all sorts of promises and we encounter some of them in, in nativity plays and um, you know and these words were spoken well in advance of jesus arriving so there's this sense of anticipation uh, among god's people at the time one of the verses is is from a prophet called isaiah who received this message from god promising the arrival of this savior and it says this for the lord himself will give you a sign look the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to her son, and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then goes on to say, famous verses that we will maybe recognise for, to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And Simeon was longing for us, he had read these promises he knew of all the promises of god and he was longing for something better he was longing for god to send this promised messiah someone who would the bible tells us that would proclaim good news to the poor somebody who was going to come and comfort the brokenhearted someone who was going to proclaim freedom for the captives and release prisoners from darkness and Simeon, i imagine is a man who loved his nation and he longed to see this person come, and, and really, effectively, his longings were, were, were the same longings that God had for the nation too, and God knew Simeon's longings, and God knows your longings too, and that's something important this morning that you need to know, God knows your longings, he knows the deepest longings of your heart, he knows what you've been through, he knows what you're going through, he knows what you've done, and he knows what's best for you, and he knows what will ultimately satisfy you your deepest desires, and I believe that as we seek to know God more, as we seek to know God more, something will happen, that the things he longs for will become the things that we long for, I believe that, in our family, in our friends, in this community that we've been speaking about this morning, in our nation, in our nation, so that's the first thing, longings reveal our heart, and there's lots of longings still in, I believe, at this time of year, and that takes me on to the next point. That God-given longings will take you places. God-given longings will take you places. It's clear when we've read it that, that Simeon, this man, Simeon, was someone that was listening to God. We, we read earlier that through the Holy Spirit, God had given them his promise. He was gonna send the Messiah, the coming Savior, and he would see him before he died. And he'd been waiting, he'd been longing, longing for the promise to be fulfilled, and we don't know we don't know how long he had to wait. It could have, was it weeks? Was it years? It feels like from the passage that it was a bit of time he had to wait. It wasn't something that just, he was promised one day and then the next day he arrived and he ran training. It wasn't like that. It he, he had to wait and he kept waiting. And I think, well, what kept him going? What kept him going while he was waiting? Well, I think part of it was what he had been promised, but I think also it was the, who had made that promise. So, I mean was a man who understood the character of God, and he understood that God could be trusted, that no matter how long it seemed he was having to wait, and however the circumstances looked all around him, that this promise would be fulfilled. He knew that if God promised something, then he would do it, and maybe you need to hear that today. Maybe God has spoken something to you in the past, and you need to know, you've been waiting and waiting, and you need to know that God keeps his promises. He keeps his promises simeon as well he didn't have he didn't have much detail was he, he just knew he would see the savior he didn't have a, a date he didn't have a map he didn't have a, a list he didn't have a, an advent calendar that we did to count down to say well when is it going to be but he was someone who listened to god and was close to god the bible says he was devout now that can be it's just a fancy word that means he was devoted he was devoted he was committed to his relationship with god he was tuned in he was tuned into what god was seeing and doing, it. that's how he chose to live. That was a decision. That was the way he chosen to shape his life. And and this longing eh, was part of that. And the fact that that led him to the temple that day. It says it, the Bible says that day the Spirit led him to the temple. And that's here's the thing: when we're close to God, when we're tuning in to what God is saying, when we're paying attention, then I believe something amazing will happen. And that something is this. That we will find ourselves in the right place at the right time. And Simeon found himself that day in the right place in the right time. Now you may be sitting here in church and you're you're not used to thinking about how can that happen? How can I hear from God? Can God actually speak to me? And the answer is yes he can. I? And I believe if you talk to people, maybe you, people you brought along, who've taken you along with you or friends you know that are Christians, you will hear stories. Story after story how these people have listened to God, have looked at His Word, have prayed about situations, and God has spoken to them, God has guided them. In fact, we've heard that this morning already when we're thinking about Sammy. Sammy is called, Sammy is a call to go to a different church, and that is something that God has engineered in her life. And we've even seen that with David and Heather coming here a few months ago this summer, and before that, Willie deciding that that was his time of harvest and all of these people all of these situations have happened because people have been listening to god now just ask anybody if you don't if you don't believe me if you don't believe me just go not ask anybody in this room ask me ask me Ask Heather. ask the leaders us and you will find out that that is the case now you've always heard of fomo who's heard of fomo people yeah, Mostly the ones. Now for for those who don't know is fear of missing out. Fear of missing out we've, we've heard that it's something that it's it's uh, probably not kids will be laughing when well we to describe this. It's not a new thing. I think fear of missing out has always existed, but it's it's more accentuated now that these the are mobile phones and smartphones. It's that feeling of, of apprehension that you're you know, that you're not in the know about something, or you're missing out on something, your friends are doing something over here and you're not a part of it, or you're missing out on information uh, information, and experience, um, and, and, and it's worried that we're going to regret missing out on an opportunity. And that's why so many names keep our, our smartphones here and 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 we're kind of overly glued to them. But I want to suggest that the antidote to FOMO is learns from the life of Simeon, isn't it? Because he was tuned in to God and the more that we listen to God the less we have to worry about missing out. You know, S- Simeon didn't have his mobile phone on, obviously they were invented but he was tuned in to God and God led him to be at the right place at the right time to receive the right thing for him. And for you today, no matter what your situation is God knows the right path for you, he knows the right people that he wants to be around you he knows the right job for you he knows the right partner for you the bible says that we are god's workmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared ahead of time for us to do god has purposes his plans we've spoken about that a few times this morning and when we listen to god when we listen to god when we're tuned into what he's saying through his spirit he will ensure that we are in the right place at the right time we don't have to miss out we don't need to worry We don't need to have fomo there's no better path to be on than the path that god has planned for you this morning and 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 i believe god will if you've got longings and god will fulfill longings that you maybe don't even know that you have yet because god has longings for you he has longings and plans and purposes for your life and i i believe if you trust god with your longings and He will guide you forward, and and you may end up in some unexpected places, but you'll have opportunities that you never thought would come your way. It's actually, it's it's an adventure, and especially for you younger people this morning, that if you make that decision to to follow God, if you make that decision to to listen to Him, then you don't need to worry about your future, because God's got it. He's got a plan for you, and He wants to see that in your life. He wants your best. He wants your very best. You're going to be trying to work out... you are just now, and what you're doing and where you're going and all your pals are doing this and your pals are doing that but god has longings and plans and purposes specifically for you if you listen to him if you spend time like simeon you will be in the right place at the right time to hear what god has for you so simeon longing for the promised savior he was listening and paying attention to god and on that day on that day he went to the temple and came face to face with the one he was longing for. And that leads me on to my final point, point three, that Jesus fulfills our longings. Jesus fulfills our longings. Hmm. So Sidney so gets to the temple and there he meets Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. And we don't know how exactly he knew we don't know how busy it was. But we know he was a man that listened to God, and he knew that something in him led him straight to Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And his response, his response is one of pure joy. What a moment this must have been for this man, seemingly to be waiting for this promise to be fulfilled. And here's what he says: He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, "Sovereign Lord, Sovereign Lord, now let you your servant die in peace as you have promised." I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and He is the glory of your people, Israel. Meeting Jesus was a fulfillment of Simeon's longing, wasn't it? It was a promise fulfilled eh, to him by God, something he dreamed of, something he hoped for, something he yearned for. But Simeon, in the words that he spoke, saw beyond that. He saw beyond it, he recognised, he recognised that meeting Jesus was not just the fulfilment of his own longings, but meeting Jesus was actually the answer to the deepest longing of every human being. Listen to his words again, he says, I have seen your salvation which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations. Some important truths are spoken out by Simeon there. He says that Jesus is for all people all people, every man and woman, every boy and girl. He didn't come just to the good people, or the rich people, or the handsome people with me, or the smart people, or the religious people. He came to seek and save the lost, the poor, the blind, the needy, And, and that's all of us. That's all of us. And his purpose was to be light. In a dark world, we need more than anything. We need light, don't we? Revealing God to the nations. The bible describes jesus as the visible image of the invisible god and that means if you've got your bible you're reading about jesus then we can look at the stories of jesus we can read about his life and we can know what god is like so what are you longing for this christmas what are you longing for this christmas longings reveal our deepest desires and as we head First Christmas, I believe, our longings for family, for connection, for peace, for reconciliation are all stirred in amongst the, the feelings of the season. And I believe the deepest, deepest longings of men and women, boys and girls, the longing that almost underpins all of the other longings is, is a longing for closeness with God. See, the God that created the whole universe of god who designed and made you and he designed to be designed and made me he's the one who is best equipped to understand and satisfy our deepest needs and the deepest need for you and i is that peace with god is to be reconciled to him that yearning that yearning that ache in our hearts at its deepest level i believe is a desire to be reconnected with god and guess what here's the good news the good news is this: that that same God wants also to reconnect with you today. In fact, He wanted it so much that that He sent His Son Jesus, the baby that we celebrate coming at Christmas. The Bible tells us, "For God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sins against them." Maybe you're here today, and you're able to pray for something to satisfy your longings and, and in your heart, in your heart you know that this Jesus is, is the one who's going to do that. Or maybe in the past you've been someone who's, who's connected with God, you've maybe been to church in the past or, or something that's been part of your life but you've, you've lost that connection maybe in recent months, in recent, recent years, in this time in the past 18 months when things have been tough, you've lost that connection. I believe today you've got a decision to make we've all got a decision to make we can decide just to to go home and stick our lunch on get on with the day put the football on and we're sure for work tomorrow but i think there's a more important decision to make i think for some of us for some of us we need to decide that we're going to explore this more that we've heard this morning about jesus we've heard that he is the key is that The only one one who can satisfy our deepest longings, and we need to explore that more. If you come and speak to us in the new year, we're going to start a program finding out how you can get to know Jesus more. It's called the Alpha Course, and it's great. Maybe you need to sign up for that. Maybe you need to speak with somebody before you go. You need to speak with David, either one of the elders that you saw. Maybe you need to have a conversation with somebody before you leave. You want to find out more. You can meet me for a coffee. You can meet me for a coffee anything and we will and talk about that don't leave without coming and speaking to somebody today don't leave don't let this moment pass you by you know simeon was in the right place at the right time and maybe you this morning are in the right place at the right time to hear this message god knows your deepest warnings and you can trust him because he keeps his promises as we've heard this morning simeon met jesus and he experienced joy And the deepest joy we can experience this Christmas is connecting with Jesus.